Disclaimer, the contents of this podcast do not constitute medical or professional advice and do not reflect the opinions of the affiliates, promotional sponsors or partners or advertising agencies and only reflects the opinions of the members and guests. This podcast contains explicit content and offends everyone equally. VTSR expressly disclaims any and all liability relating to any actions taken or not taken based on any or all contents of this podcast. We disclaim any responsibility. Listen at your own risk. Ladies and gentlemen, Nate's not here. Mike's in charge, so I'm ready. Let's go. That was an amazing intro there, Mike. I think we're going to have to replace Nate. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Yeah. That's about it. I'm about getting to the business. Hey, Mike. Welcome to the show. For our listeners, there's going to be a few days. Hey, Pete, after all right. Our you last froze. Ep- <laughs> there you are. Oh, there you go. Uh, well, welcome back to the show, Mike. Uh, for our listeners, it's going to be a few days after the last episode that we recorded. But for us, we just recorded last night, our last yep. episode. So uh, uh, we just want to welcome you back uh, to the show. And Mike, uh, JP. let's talk real quick, man. Let's walk it out. 222 mile rock march. Coming yeah, this up. What's this up? is the second year in a row you guys are doing this. And this time you're healthy enough to do it. <clears throat> oh man, dude, I'm I'm so freaking excited. Uh, yeah. it, it it's funny because one of our co-workers will not be able to make it. Um, okay. His, his wife is actually John from Canada. His okay. wife due date was pushed a little bit closer to where the Let's Walk It Out is, so he won't be able to make it. And he was yeah. so sad. And I'm like, hey man. When we invite core workers to this, we do it six months out, right? So we know anything can change from now until that time. And right. if you can make it, we understand, man, life happens. I was the one that started this, and I didn't make it out to the first one because right. I went to the hospital. So, right. <laughs> right. Let's so, talk about no, that. But man, let's, let's, real quick, let's talk about that. I mean, how are you feeling? And, I mean, how's the training going? Are you ramping it up, or what are you doing? Uh, so what I'm doing is last year uh, I was doing – I end, by the time I ended up going to the hospital, I was doing – two 25-mile rocks per week, uh, and I was feeling great. I mean, no problems doing them, none of that. Uh, this time, I'm trying to take training. I already know I can do that, right? So I'm taking training a little bit lighter, so I'm doing six to eight miles uh, two to three times per week, uh, just enough that my feet are saying, yep, this is coming. <laughs> it's going to get worse. I mean, I, mean, I mean, do you agree, Mike, after the mile number eight, it's all about sucking it up anyways. You can't. Yeah, no, I mean, at that point, everything goes numb. Your traps go numb. Your lower back goes numb. Your feet go numb. And it's about just putting your head down and getting it done at that point, no matter what the distance yeah. is. Yeah, so that's why that's why I'm not going crazy. Like last year, I, I, I realized, okay, I can do this. So now all I got to do is suck it up when, when I go there. So other than that, man, everything's going good. Uh, sponsors are kicking in. Donations are coming in. Uh uh, donations for the raffle and auctions are coming in. Right. So, I mean, we're, we're pretty healthy right now. We're happy with what we got going on. And uh, we still got a month and a half before we get there. So we're still good. Right. I mean, but that's more time for you to get ramped up. I mean, you got knocked out pretty hard. So it's about you getting ramped up. Because, I mean, honestly, for me, watching last year, I, th- for me, this Let's Walk It Out was, if you know J.P. Cervantes, this is J.P. Cervantes' passion right here. So, I mean, when you when you got hurt, I was like, oh man, 
not quite the same, honestly. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to the seeing you guys there. And it, it might work out that I might be in the favor or at least a week prior to you guys taking off. So I'm looking forward to at least checking out the pre festivities, you know, just, Oh yeah. So we're going to have some work uh, that's going to bring me down to brag for about four or five days. And I think it's going to work out perfect. Yeah. So we got a few people, uh, coming to Fabio a few days prior. Uh, uh, I know GI is coming in a week prior. Mm -hmm. And then on the 30th, if you're around, we have a meet and greet at Kraken Skulls. Uh, drinks and food prior to the next day that we get right. know, we get walking. So, but if not, I'll see yeah, you at Charlie fun, Mike's brother. the week prior. <laughs> per, hey, perfect. We get the festivities started. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Mike. Uh, tonight we got uh two guests uh with us. Uh, they are Tamara, <laughs> Tamara, <laughs> and Bob. Uh, they are from Operation. Pegasus, and uh, and they're going to be talking to us about this amazing event they got go going on. So I don't want to talk too much. I want them to tell us what they got going on. So uh, Tamara and Bob, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us. Welcome, guys. Welcome. Oh, no problem. So so tell us everything about Operation Pegasus. First of all, you know, who, who you guys are and, and what you guys do, and tell us about this upcoming event, Operation Pegasus. Okay, Operation Pegasus is a... Uh... An event that started uh, after a few of us uh, veterans uh, were talking about uh, uh, different issues and people were meeting at our drop zone. We operate a skydiving drop zone in uh, British Columbia on Vancouver Island uh, in Campbell River, uh, basically center of uh, the island. And uh, we operated the drop zone out of the airport there, the Campbell River Airport. And our drop zone has been going on for three years there. We moved from, from Victoria to Campbell River um, three years ago. And as we were talking, we, uh, we realized there's quite a few vets that are in our drop zone, participating in our drop zone. And there's quite a few that are teachers, instructors, tandem, tandem masters, uh, JMs, and so on. And, uh, and we began to notice that some of the people, some of the vets that, that were around in the area, once they heard that there were veterans at the drop zone, they would come out to, to meet the veterans at the drop zone, you know? So, um, and we began to see some benefits of, of veterans coming together and meeting, just meeting, talking, you know, shooting the breeze. So we decided um, that uh, we wanted to do something uh, special for the vets. And because uh, there's not much going on around here, we have a, a few organizations that are looking after or, you know, doing things for veterans. And so we decided we would do something. So we came up with a, a one-week plan of uh, three sessions. So it's three um, three-day sessions. Three-day sessions, yeah, yeah um, four days each. Um, and we're also overlapping them. So we're having a meet and greet and the smokers so that each, like the participants from each session can meet up as well. So there's as much um, contact between everybody as possible. So what, what we found was uh, when some of the vets, when they heard that there were, uh, like we have vets from, uh, you know, GTF, uh, we have vets from, uh, like I'm uh, from the Sartex uh, in the Air Force, search and rescue. Uh, there's vets that were uh, pathfinders, vets that were uh, on the Skyhawk teams. You know, we have quite a variety of, of veterans, uh, Navy veterans, um, Air Force and Army. And uh, one of the things we began to see is when the vets would, would show up here, whether they would jump or not, it, it was irrelevant, although they wanted to come out and participate or get involved in skydiving if they had never done this. 
we found that there was a camaraderie that was building. And in the midst of all this, there was, uh, we noticed there was a lot of healing going on. There were guys coming out and they, they were coming back because they felt at home. They felt, uh, they felt that they were in the same community that they're used to. You know, some were vets, some were in the military for 30 years, you know. And uh, so uh, when we began to see the, the, um, the outcome of the veterans coming together, and of course, skydiving is a high pro, is a high energy sport, actually, and a lot of adrenaline involved. And it was just like what some of the vets needed, you know, after being out for a year or two and then, you know, beating around the house and, uh, you know, trying to find other employment stuff. They found that coming to the drop zone was just really something they enjoyed and they wanted to keep on going. So we, as we were thinking about this, we decided to uh, offer up a, a, a one-week um, program, which is divided into three. So if they can't make it the first three days, they can go to the second or the third one. And it's about um, basically giving them an opportunity to skydive if they want to skydive, to parachute, if they want to just do a parachute jump. Uh, if they want to do, we have a golf tournament going on. We have some uh, 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 tours, uh, whale watching tours is going to be available. The helicopter rides, helicopter tours, and we're doing a whole bunch of things so that while they're there for three days, uh, their, their schedule is going to be full of activity, and there's going to be a whole bunch of veterans around there so they can shoot the breeze, get meet new guys, meet old friends, and uh, see where that goes, you know. And once we put it out, we had a really tremendous uh, uh, interest in it. So now we're trying to put it out as, to as many people in Canada and the United States, if people want to come from the United States, uh, to join us and partake in this event. Uh, how many people do you have participating as of right now that you know of? Uh, so far, we have about 30 that have registered, um, but we have had more interest. Um, people have said that they're interested, so we do anticipate to definitely get more um, by July for sure. Okay, perfect. And if, there's, uh, if anybody's interested in finding out about it or, or registering, there's a website they can go to? Uh, yep, they can go to our website, which is camelriverskydivecenter.com, um, or we have a Facebook page um, that is Operation Pegasus Jump that's open to the public, um, and you can get the registration form there as well. Oh, that is perfect. And uh, uh, Bob, I understand that I believe your business partner or co-owner of the Drop Zone is uh, Rob McNeil, I believe, right? Yes, uh, him and I have purchased this. Uh, this business was uh, this drop zone was operating before, and uh, the people wanted to get uh, out of the business, so we purchased their business three years ago, and it's been okay. a very good success ever since. Yeah, and he's a retired master warrant officer, right? Uh, yeah, I'm. I was a master warrant officer uh, in search and rescue. The sergeant in, in the Canadian Air Force is uh, equivalent to uh, the PJs in the states. Okay, and, and for our listeners, because we got, we I mean, we got listeners from all over the world, so we try to compare uh, the, the rank structure. Uh, a master warrant officer is is equivalent to what in the U.S.? I mean, because I believe your warrant officers are not like our warrant officers. They're different, right? Yeah, there's a, there's a small difference, but... Uh, they speak uh, English. You guys actually work. Say again? <laughs> no, I was going to say they, they their warrant officers actually work. And they speak oh, English. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there's the rank, you know, corporal, uh, private, corporal, master corporal, sergeant, warrant officer, master warrant officer, and chief. That's the non-commissioned okay. rank. That's what we have for ranks. Oh, okay. Okay. Perfect. E7 type, it sounds like. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So that's for, for our non-Canadian listeners. Now, now you know. Now you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and Tamara, you were saying that uh, uh, people from the States can also register for that, right? That's right. Yep. Um, veterans. And we're also in, um, including first responders as well. Um, if you're a first responder um, and are interested in the event, um, you are definitely welcome. But uh, you, know, nice. <laughs> you, you know, one thing I, I realized now that you mentioned first responders, uh, you can be at a bar or or a gathering. Right. And you have somebody that says, oh, yeah, I'm a veteran. And all of a sudden it's like, bro, the hops come in. They don't even know each other. Right. The hops come in and they're like drinking together. And you see people saying, yeah, what's the first responder. Yeah, whatever. What, what, what were you? Oh, I was this. Oh. And I'm like. Bro, you like you guys do cool stuff too, you know. <laughs> you guys gotta have that brotherhood as well, but but you don't see it like you do in the veteran community, though. That yeah. that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and then also uh, serving members as well, not only the veterans, but serving active serving members um, and the first responders uh, is where it's open to everybody. Yeah, that that's that's pretty cool. Hey, Mike, you should go out there and do some uh, skydiving. Yeah, come jump. Uh, I mean, July is my off season, so well, there you go. Come on out. Well, yeah, yeah. I'll bring my, I'll bring my jump log so I can do a quick, you know, refresher and jump out and fall myself. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that's a good point. We do have we are offering the first jump course in this event. Um, but for anybody who wants to come, um, maybe they're already a jumper. We have coaches um, if they want to, you know, kind of research or get back into it. Um, if the first jump or jumping on your own is not for you. Um, we also have oh. we're offering tandems as well. It, so, oh, it's all about being on your own. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, I, I mean, I, I think it's really cool because you talk about these veterans coming together uh, for this event. I mean, I, I've talked to a few psychologist friends and, uh, you know, for combat veterans, especially in the last, you know, 20 plus years, you know, things going on in the Middle East, uh, like myself, your like my adrenaline level is like, up here in, a, in the standard, I'd say civilian for lack of better terms, or average person's down here. So now that I'm retired, my normal adrenaline level is right here. And I think, I mean, although I don't jump currently, and I've thought about it, talked to the missus, and she's kind of rolling her eyes at me when I talk about jumping again. But uh, I think jumping really brings you into that baseline adrenaline that is normal for us. So, I mean, I've, I've been OIF three and up or OF four and, you know, on, I was deployed, you know, you get that adrenaline kick every time. Now I'm retired. It's yeah. like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to reach that, what I call a normal adrenaline level of deployments. And I think yeah. skydiving is definitely one of those sports that really, you know, mirrors as much as possible. I mean, we both got a friend, Chris Alvarez. I mean, he still skydives. I mean, I know why, I know why he does it, but I think skydiving is one of those things that, whether you, whether you, you know, a free fall team like myself or, you know, you want to do tandem coming up there, but those are one of those things that really hits that adrenaline level and really like makes you feel, I guess, for lack of better terms, normal. It's a normal event yeah. because we're used to combat. So I, I think skydiving is a phenomenal sport for to bring that angst or, yeah. you know, expectation and then be able to go. And you talk about the camaraderie and the atmosphere you know, I totally understand that as far as, you know, you feel comfortable. You don't feel like you have to watch your back because you're around people that understand. So you combine those yeah. two, it's a perfect environment. Yeah. And you know what? That's what we're looking for. And um, 
Another reason we wanted to do this is, as I said earlier, we, we've had people come over uh, um, of all ages, veterans of all ages, uh, young people that had maybe uh, 12 years in, but they were in, in the theater and uh, they, they had some issues uh, adopting to uh, civilian life, you know. And when they came to the drop zone, they fell at home. And uh, there's some of the guys that, that came that, that wanted to keep coming back because it was very therapeutic for them, you know. And, it, and I'm not just saying that it's just a skydiving, but skydiving plays an important yeah. role. But it's the camaraderie of the other guys that are there mixed up with skydiving. Uh, it brought them back, like you said, to this level of, of uh, adrenaline that we're used to operating at. And, right. and we noticed some a lot of improvement in some of the people, you know, like uh, basically becoming uh, more calm, uh, more settled, uh, happier. And so we decided to do this. And in the process, as we were planning, one of the things that we, we wanted to do is to make sure that they, that, uh, they understood that we are um, appreciative of their service, you know. Like, uh, we want to thank them for their service. I, I don't know about the – I know in the, in the States, because I've been in the States quite a few times. I was in Arizona at the drop zone there, and there's a lot of military people that go there and stuff. And whenever in, in the States they do that you're a veteran or a serving member, most of the people will tell you right there, thank you for your service. And, but we don't have that much uh, uh, of uh, activity going on in Canada. Uh, actually, when I heard it the first time in Canada, like I was shocked, you know. <laughs> I was in for 34 years, I think I heard it once, you know, thank yeah. you for your service. And then uh, uh, as we, you know, we're pretty close to, uh, the American, to, to the Americans. And so this started becoming a, not a norm, but it's starting being used. And we want the, the service members, the serving service members, the volunteers, the first responders, we want to know, we want them to know that we are thankful for their service. So we want to start at that line with them, you know. And then as they come to the drop zone, we get to know them. We'll, we'll, we want to provide the adventure that they want, you know, at their level. There's some people here that, that are coming that don't want to skydive, and that's understandable. We find other things well, for them to do, you know. I, I, think, I think a lot of it's also, just like you said, the, the atmosphere, the environment. Because, I mean, we talk about uh, veterans that, you know, t- tend to, like, leave combat with PTS. Uh, and for me yeah. – I shoot. I, I still shoot competition. I, I'm starting to shoot competitions. I'm always on the range. I'm, I'm fortunate enough to live in uh, the Panhandle of Florida and still around uh, uh, Seventh Group, Seventh Special Forces Group. So I see a lot of those guys at the range. And I mean, my wife even sees it that when I'm at the range competing, I'm not watching my back. I'm not. I'm yeah. not worried about what's behind me because I'm around people that get it. Half the guys are special operations, anyways. But it's also the, yeah. the community that you know, the freedom, you know the freedom-loving community that is out there, you know, exercising their uh, Second Amendment rights. But I, I have zero anxiety or worries when I'm at the range. So I can imagine yeah. being at the drop zone with veterans. I mean, not only are you potentially getting that adrenaline, you know, baseline kick for some of those people, but also just knowing they don't have to worry about what's behind them or what's the environment they're in. They're in a basically safe environment, people that basically understand where they've come from. So, I mean, that that's just... It's, the whole environment, I think, is is a great, you know, nexus of you know jumping in the the, the veteran community to to feel that you can you don't have to worry about what's going on around you. On Thursday, March thirty first, Let's Walk It Out will be kicking off its second annual two hundred and twenty two mile ruck march in North Carolina, raising awareness from Fayetteville to Camp Lejeune and back. Let's Walk It Out is dedicated to suicide prevention 
and overcoming the stigma often associated with PTS, all while benefiting charities committed to veteran wellness. 10 days, 10 legs, but unlimited potential to be part of the solution. Volunteer, sponsorship, and participant opportunities can be found at letswalkitout.org. Together, let's work it out. Let's walk it out. I was just going to say that that's a really good point. Another reason that we are holding this is that, you know, there are um, a lot of people who do have PTSD or, um, you know, other mental health issues. And um, skydiving definitely is something that helps with that. Personally, you know, I have my own things and I call it sky therapy because when you're there, it's not only the act of it but it's the people who are there as well. And it is that camaraderie. And I'm actually yeah. the token civilian here <laughs> um, <laughs> the team. Um, but I can understand that camaraderie. We're, we're um, only allowed one. No, but, but I, th- I think yeah. also, I think also but, it's, it's the, of skydiving. It's the focus that is required to skydive. You know, you're focusing on one thing. You're not thinking about everything else that's jumping around in your brain. So I, I mean, exactly. like with, with like me for shooting or with my business sitting on a sewing machine, I'm focused on one thing and it's, you know, singulary. So it's not allowing me to think of out in public, think about all the possibilities. So I think skydiving is another thing that really focuses uh, veterans into one task and that really shuts out everything else in their brain. Well, and exactly. You, you're focused on the task at hand instead of worrying Absolutely. about, and I always say the things on the ground, right? You leave it all on the ground and you go and you're focused yeah. and then you get that adrenaline rush with it. So it is kind of like therapy, the best kind of therapy, I would say. <laughs> uh, and you know, Ladies Bob, you and gentlemen, about... Nate Denhaller has finally joined us. Welcome, Nate. <laughs> and uh, Bob, so... Bob, you were talking about uh, uh, people showing up, you know, young people that we're having a hard time transitioning. I think that another good thing about events like this, like you said, not only adrenaline rush and the camaraderie that, that is around it, but it's also the fact that when we're lost, we can find not only help with those people that have been through the same thing that we've been through, yeah. but you can also find mentorship in a lot of the people that are there that were there like, 40 years before you did, right? Yeah. So they already figure it out. And instead of you having to struggle to figure out, hey, go up to them. There's a lot of mentorship, a lot of people that can tell you, you know, hey, this is how you start a business. This is how you can find this job. This is how you can prepare for that. Uh, oh, Tony over there is a successful welder. Maybe he can teach you how to do that. You know, it's like the whole networking and mentorship that you can find in those environments is just amazing. Yeah, it is. And it, it almost becomes a, another family. You know, we're used to, in the military, uh, my side of it, it was it was like a family. And it's very close-knit, it's very tight, and, and everything's, you have so many things in common. And uh, once you get out, you kind of um, disassociate yourself from there, but just, just by getting out. But when you get back to a, a situation like what we have, uh, it's like being back in, you know. And it's interesting. You should hear when the, the, the guys get together. You know, there's a guy I've that dropped in. I hadn't seen him in about 12 years. And uh, we started talking and then another guy came in and between the three of us, we knew so many people that we had, that we were in common with, you know, and then we started telling war stories, you know, and uh, shooting the breeze. And, and you can tell like the, uh, the atmosphere is uh, lighting up and everybody's feeling happy. And uh, it's kind of a rejoicing moment. 
So it's that's kind of the the thing that we want to bring at the table, and because it's uh, to me, it's a healing process, right? I mean, like it's uh, if if you have PTSD or if you know somebody has PTS, um, one of the best thing is to talk it out. You know, just discuss, just talking with somebody sometimes, just verbalizing that kind of stuff. And there's a lot of that going on, and, and it's very beneficial to to all of us, really. And Bobby, I think you're the person number one hundred and twenty eight or maybe 29 uh, i'm just throwing numbers out there uh, yeah. that have told me that in canada people have no appreciation for the military or veterans yeah and it's, it's getting a little bit better you know uh but when somebody tells me because i i very seldom heard it when somebody tells me thank you for your service it really hits home you know i appreciate to hear that you know and i never did wow. you know i never served because i wanted to hear that But it, it's good. You know, I have 34 years in the military, and when somebody tells me, thank you for your service, I really appreciate it. It really catches you off guard, eh? Because you don't expect it, and you're like, yeah. what? Yeah, exactly. The first few times, it's like uh, you almost don't know how to respond. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like, are you trying to fight me? Yeah. Am I in trouble? Dude. Hey, hey, you yes. hear that, Mike? Not, not, you hear that, Mike? Not even in his very first sentence, he threw hey. an A. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, that's what cracked me up. I was like, it's like, I really appreciate it, eh? And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> There he goes. <laughs> yeah, it is real. <laughs> Nate, and nobody tells you thank you for your service because they're even, they're afraid to even talk to you, bro. You look like a big <laughs> grizzly bear. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because whenever somebody says, and it just happened today too, I was at the bank, they're like, they saw my what, ID eh? card and they're like, oh. oh. Yeah, they're like, thank you for your service. And I'm like, oh, don't worry about it. I got free socks and underwear. It's okay. <laughs> you know, uh, most free of the time, socks, underwear, and immunizations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got the anthrax. But uh, a lot of people, when normally, normally, their music rocks. At first, I didn't know what to say because here, depending, if, like if you're in Texas, And you're in uniform, they're going to say thank you for your service. Like a lot of people will walk by you and tell you thank you for your service. Yeah. Uh, you're wearing, you're wearing a, a hat that have any type of military emblem that will tell you thank you for your service. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and at first I didn't know what to say. And then slowly with time, I go like, I don't know why I'm saying thank you. I don't know what they're thanking me. So I started making funny, you know, when they go like, thank you for your service. I'm like, no, thank you for paying your taxes. So I can go TDY and travel the world. I appreciate you. <laughs> and, they, and they just go like, oh, well, I didn't well, look at it that way. <laughs> I, 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 I look at it this way. Down here in the States, it's so common. It's almost like, I feel like it, people like are expected to say it. And I'm almost anticipated reply with when they say thank you for your service. I'm like, why are you thankful? Well, here's do, 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 do you feel like it's like the right thing to say? So you did your good yeah. deed for the day where versus where hold on a second, Nate, versus where I actually had a barber when I was at Fort Campbell, Kentucky. He said that. And I, I, I'm usually polite saying, you know, you're welcome. And, you know, just let it go. But he said because he ran his basement out to a, a guy at Fort Campbell who was trained in, you know, basic first aid. His wife had a heart attack and kept her alive until the paramedics showed up. And he told me the story of why he's thankful. And that, to me, that was like deeper yeah. uh, to a thankful than just a, it, it might be different in Canada, but in the States, it just seems to be getting more hollow and hollow as the years go on past the uh, 20 plus year you know, conflict we had. Well, here's, here's a situation I ran into because in Canada, 
nobody really gives a shit. And they're like, whatever, you know, thanks for your service, I guess, eh? Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, traveling down in the States, there's a couple times where I've been in stores and I'll pull out my uh, Zulu Ops uh, handmade, you know, hard case wallet and I'll be flipping through my cards and I'll pull through and they'll see my military card and go, oh, are you military? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh, now I got to change all this. I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, because we have a military discount, of course. And I'm like, but I'm not asking for that. And they're like, no, no, you're going to get it. I'm going to make sure because you deserve it. I'm like, I didn't even fucking ask, but if it means that much to you to re-ring all this through. Right. I, 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 I never hey, asked, hey, Nate, I never hey, Nate, asked you, for it because I didn't serve to get a discount. No, exactly. Hey, 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 Nate, you should tell him, he's like, uh, I don't deserve it. And when they go like, why not? He's like, I got kicked out, bro. I'm Canadian. And they'll, and they'll I'm be Canadian. Like, they'll be like, oh. I tell them, I say Canadian. And they're like, nope, it's all North American. We appreciate you guys up north too. Yeah, I should be like, it's not even my ID card. I got it a box of Cracker Jacks. It's okay. <laughs> You know, the, the only time the only time that I, I actually heard somebody explaining exactly why they were thankful, because, you know, you normally hear little kids tell you, thank you for your service. And the little kids Great. are smarter than adults. They'll tell you, thank you for your service. And I'm like, you're welcome. It's like, thank you for keeping us free. You know, you do a lot of yeah. like they explain you what they're thankful. But yeah. the only time I heard an adult actually explain it to me, because she this is the funny part. She is or she was back then. I don't know if she's still in. I haven't seen it in a long time, but she was in the army, in the U.S. Army, right? And she's walking around, and every time she saw somebody in uniform, she said, thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. And I'm like, I'm like are you, are you like, retarded? They're like, you haven't noticed that you're wearing, I was like, you haven't noticed that you're wearing the same uniform that they are? And, uh, and she goes like, yeah. And she is, but she explained it to me. She said, this is the reason why some thankful for their service, and I go like, and I, normally she did it. This is the funny part to like special operations guys, and I, and I go like, I don't get it. She goes like, well, remember I'm from Panama, so when she was a teenager, she was flying back to Panama from vacation. She got stuck at the airport in Panama. You know why? The Panama invasion, right? Oh. When the when the U.S. went over over there to freaking to Noriega, right? Yeah. So during the Panama invasion, she was stuck at the airport and she said, like, the soldiers came in and they're like, listen, we know you're stuck. We're going to take care of you. It's not your fault. You know, but you can't go out. It's dangerous right now. And like they took care of everybody at that airport. They were very polite. They said, listen, we're just here to try to rescue some people and then, you know, take you guys from this tyrant and they were gone. And uh, a lot of people at the airport were like, no, please don't leave, you know? <laughs> and uh, But she said, that was my first experience with a U.S. soldier. It's like, and it really made an impact in my life to the point where I came to the States. That's all I wanted to be. Uh, and she became an NCO. Uh, uh, she was like an E7. Uh, and then later on, she became a warrant officer for her branch and all that. And like, she was still thankful for soldiers because they shape who she became later. Right, yeah, exactly. And I mean, as a civilian, I am thankful for, for all of your service as well. I can't imagine um, going through what you guys have. And um, it, it takes a lot. And I can understand it takes a lot. I don't feel I have that, but I'm thankful that you guys are out there doing what you're doing for us and for our countries. Um, so, yes. <laughs> 
just so you know. I <laughs> and Tamara, it's funny that you say that it takes a lot. A lot of times we don't even realize that until after we retire. Uh, like when we're in, we don't we don't even notice or see yeah. the extent of all, it, all the, the sacrifices we're it's making. It's the job, yeah. it's the mission, yeah. it's it's the want to accomplish the mission, excel. So we we really we really get kind of blinded as far as that aspect goes. But yeah, when you like JP said, when you retire, it's yeah, you know, kind of like you oh, oh wow, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, um. And uh, Tamara, I got a question about Operation Pegasus. Is this a family-friendly event? Can people bring uh, their kids and stuff like that? You're gonna have bouncy houses, and you have Nate, so kids can climb over him and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it definitely is. Um, would you Grab that beard. Come along as well. <laughs> um, we actually, we brought um, what we're doing to the city of Campbell River. Um, and they've been super supportive and gotten us in contact with Destination Campbell River as well, which is um, they have all the sightseeing and everything. There's actually an app for it that we'll be able to give um, to the families. Um, so, you know, maybe uh, the veterans are jumping, but the family wants to go um, whale watching or, you know, we've got flyboarding. Um, Bob had mentioned the helicopter tours. Um, so there's a lot out in Campbell River that the families can do as well. And we absolutely welcome their families to come for sure. Yeah. Okay. Are you seriously just northwest of Vancouver? Yeah. Well, we uh, when you go to Vancouver, I mean, honestly, I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually going to be showing off. He's got a phone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Nice phone. And, and, I, and I'm bigger than it. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I just honestly, I'm going to be in the Seattle area in that time frame. So I might actually try to make a jump up to get on the ferry, and um, we're about an hour uh, north of. Uh, uh, where you land on the ferry, and uh, it's a nice ride. You'll enjoy it, and then you'll have a riot when you get up here. That's beautiful out here, yeah. Yeah, I, I might actually put that on the calendar because that's. They'll build you an igloo right now if you tell me you're going. <laughs> What's that? We'll build, build you an igloo right now. Igloo? It's going to be summertime. <laughs> it's Canada still. Hey, uh, and uh, Mike, if you need a ride, if, if you can fly over there, just get a ride with one of the truckers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> should be back by then. I'll, I'll just e and e across the border and call it a day. Um, you know, Mike, you have I got a question for you. You say you have a sewing machine uh, business. Your sewing business. Uh, yes, yeah, we make small batch tactical gear company here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, that's awesome because my partner, that's what he he has that also. And just to say a little thing about, it, he's a rigger. He was a rigger in the military. And uh, riggers. Yeah. And, military trained sewist. Repairing. Cheaters. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, packing shoots, repairing shoots. Uh, yeah, absolutely. He started a um, a commercial uh, uh, sewing uh, organization in the school, in one of the schools. And they were getting the young kids to to come out. They were starting Mm -hmm. to teach them how to sew and stuff like this. And that took off like you wouldn't believe. Uh, So now, because he's a skydiver and he owns a drop zone and so on, uh, he was inviting the, the students that were coming out to learn how to sew or to get involved with industrial sewing. Um, they started getting involved in skydiving. So we lowered our age so we could teach them how to, you know, the first jump course and throw them out of an airplane. And I've never seen anybody Kick them out. such a riot. Unbelievable. So the teachers now were beginning to see uh, the, um, the change in the students, you know, some of them were in really hardship, you know, like they had issues at home, they had issues at school, they sure. had kinds of issues. 
and uh, you know somewhere at the verge of dropping out. Next thing you know, their marks are picking up. They're all excited about going to school. Their confidence. Yeah. yeah, and the the skydiving built their confidence up to a level that the parents had to come and see what was going on because they didn't believe it. You know, so at our drop zone, we had these young young people. Um, you know, I'm talking young, like 14, 15, and 16. Oh wow! Yeah, coming in to do some uh, first jump course. Some of them now are are uh, uh, packing chutes. Uh, they're they're jumping. They got their A license and they're pumped. And it just started with the uh, the industrial sewing business that my partner had going into school. So there's a uh, like our drop zone's got the young people from uh, you know like 14 and to uh, 71 years old at our wow. drop zone. We encompass all these people. Totally Men awesome. And women. Men and women. Man, I'm going to make all kinds of connections this summer. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> Just be careful. You don't, you don't shave your beard because you don't want to blend in with the young people, right? <laughs> Shaving the beard is not an option, Nate. You know that. Yeah. I know. <laughs> not an option. It might be dead, but it's not an option. Right. Well, we're happy that you uh, basically uh, offered us an opportunity here to come on your program and to share what's now. going on. because. This is awesome. No, we, we didn't have all that much advertising going on. It was all word of mouth. And, you know, in the military, the retired the, the veterans, the word of mouth goes quick, man. You'd be surprised. Like, people all across Canada started phoning and were wondering. I might go to Canada in July. And, uh, yeah, I heard it from my buddy and, uh, you know, stuff like Vancouver. that. Vancouver. So right now, I, I'm hoping that uh, this, this is going to go a, a long ways and help us to get more veterans in. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh I'm just looking at some uh, stats here, but uh, right now, he's you know, right now he's not really Puerto Rican. He's actually yeah. an albino, and this, he's going to do this for 40 minutes a day. Turn on his big bright screen. <laughs> like, uh, no, like, believe it or not, uh, let me see. According to the data here, uh, 20 percent of our listeners are from Canada. Really? <laughs> yeah, 20 percent of our listeners are from Canada. We got listeners That's just from. Nate. Uh, which is <laughs> no, we got believe it or not, we got uh Singapore, Denmark, awesome. France, Costa Rica, Puerto Rico, Romania, wow. Germany. Uh, I'm looking at the stats here. In, in uh, I mean, I'm not so I'm not surprised we got 20% from Canada. I mean, Nate is a very much a character in, in the northern region, yeah. so yeah, well, yeah, yeah, nice. My so, southern regions are quite characteristic as well, yeah. Oh, my, I God. don't know nothing about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no. What we uh, we we were really happy to have you on the show. To be honest with you, it was it, this really interesting, a, a great event that you guys are go, are doing. No. And uh, hey, uh, Tamara, can you tell us one more time for our listeners, and then we'll make sure we put it in the description too. Uh, but uh, can you tell us one more time the website and the Facebook page? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and if you don't mind, I I'd just like to add a couple more points about our. Go ahead. No, this is this no is your platform. This is your no. podium. What? Don't don't listen to Nate. Um, yeah, so I guess just to go over it again, um, it, we're holding it in July, so we're having three rotations. You can come for one rotation or you can come for the whole time. Um, we are offering first jump course to do it by yourself. If you're already a skydiver, we've got coaches and we can get you back in the air, um, tandems. And then if you're not into the skydiving, but you're a veteran first responder serving military, you're still welcome to come and join us. Um, like we have said, we've got other, um, events and things that we can do like flyboarding helicopter tours we've got our golf day and that's actually um canna connect uh sponsored us for that and um they which will cover our golf day so thank you canna connect um 
And then, yeah, and then with the destination Campbell River, there's going to be a bunch of other things that people can do. Um, so definitely, if, if skydiving is not your thing, that doesn't mean that you can't join us. Um, yeah, and then, uh, so to find out, um, you can go to our website at uh, Campbell River Skydive Center, and it is Canadian spelling, so it's R-E for center. Um, dot com. And uh, also we have a Facebook page that's actually Operation Pegasus Jump, and that's where you can see our updates, um, get the registration form, um, and then also you could just reach out to us if you have any questions or anything. We'd be happy to, happy to help with that. That's, that's pretty awesome. Thank you for all that information, awesome. Tamara. What and by the way, I'm, I have, if I have a minute, just, uh, this, no, is, no, it, this is very no, interesting. Look it off. Your time is up, sir. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead, Bob. Uh, the, the airport is uh, called the Campbell River Airport because it's part of the Campbell River. The city of Campbell River owns the airport, actually. And um, But we've had nothing but amazing support from the city of Campbell River. They, they, When they heard that we were doing this for the veterans, they jumped in on this. And uh, they, they got a hold of us, and they wanted to know the dates, the time. And uh, they're trying to connect as many people in uh, – uh, adventure sports, you know, to to, to get part, to get, and get involved with this, to offer this to the veterans and so on. So, you know, I must really give uh, a pat in the back for the city of uh, Cabo River. They've been uh, really good to us and very supportive. I do have a question. Have you guys reached out to Soldier On in Canada to get participants for this? Yeah, we have one person on the team that uh, he's got a contact with Soldier On and okay. to build this. Uh, bring this on, bring them on and make sure that they know about it, you know? Okay, good. Because um, that program itself, JP and Mike, I've talked about it before in previous shows where it's um, donations go um, to this organization called Soldier On and they help facilitate monthly programs, kayaking trips, fishing trips, hopefully skydiving trips and stuff yeah. for Canadian veterans to get, get them out of the house and get them active. And it also helps buy them um, exercise equipment, like say uh, mountain bikes or kayaks or canoes and stuff to get them out and get them active. So they're staying uh, dirty and getting off the couch and not just being at home and being in the top 5,000 of Call of Duty in the world. <laughs> so yeah. uh, still drawn, you know, a shameless plug for that program. But if you guys can actually tie to them or have them in there, that's going to open up the network for you for next three years. And uh, we also do have um, Tim Turner. He um, is a part of our team. Um, he is, uh, uh, started a GoFundMe page as well. So for anybody listening, um, if you can't make it or um, you're not a veteran or serving member or first responder but still want to donate and help, um, we do have a GoFundMe page to help raise money so that we could bring down the cost just depending on how much we raise. Uh, we can bring down the cost for the veterans that are participating um, because we do, you know, um, for cost, uh, they do need to pay for the first jump course or whatever they're doing right now. But ideally, if we can raise enough money, we're going to bring down that cost for them as well. That's so if we got enough yeah. uh, um, donations, then we were hoping to make this free for people that were coming, for the veterans to come in for free. Uh, financially, uh, we we would need uh, quite a few uh, donations. But if we did get the donations, that would that's our ultimate goal is to have this event uh, for veterans and first responders a free event. Yeah, and a big shout out to everyone. So far, we've raised eighty five hundred so far um, in a couple months. So um, we're super thankful for any donations um, towards this so that we can help. 
Actually, this weekend, um, we're going to be doing, uh, I'm going to be part of a round table sheepdog discussion with Timmy, uh, Mr. Turner, yeah. you know, um, we'll be talking about that as well. Yeah. So Timmy's good people. Um, yeah. And just so you know, Timmy does pack his own shoot and his own snacks. <laughs> okay. So I haven't seen the snack. I'm actually the chief packer at the drop zone and I have seen him pack a parachute. So I can attest to that. Um, yes. But I did pack his a couple times. <laughs> so next time you pack his shoot or you see him pack his shoot, just, just slip some Skittles in there for me, okay? <laughs> Deal. Right. Deal. And Bob and Tamara, uh, uh, what, what I'll do is I'll, I'll send you an email, Tamara, because uh, later on for uh, uh, we get together as a bunch of different organizations, nonprofits and stuff like that, and we try to help other events that other organizations are running. So uh, we we'll talk later uh, to see how we can uh, help support that that event that you got there because uh, that that is perfect. I mean, uh, it could be as easy as you know I, I can contact one of the organizations here. Hey, you want to send three jumpers over there to represent your organization and you know also help sponsor that event as well with you know some some monies to help other veterans that can't afford it and stuff like that. So uh, it could be uh, it could be helpful. Awesome, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. We're, yeah. We'll we'll be in touch yeah. definitely. I mean. I mean. Also. I mean. I'm serious. There's a high probability I'll be in the Pacific Northwest around that time frame. So I, I put it on the calendar, and I've already gave the nod to the missus. Uh, so okay. if I can if I can arrange it out, I'm going to cross border. I'm going to do the opposite of Nate and just go north. <laughs> well, so. you won't regret it. We're looking forward to meeting you guys. You're yeah. all welcome. Totally all welcome. To yeah. You. Definitely. I mean, I'll, I'll be there to represent, but I, it's, it's on the calendar. There's a high probability I'll be up there at that time frame. Mike, you make it. You and I are going to jump tandem. <laughs> you in front of me. I'm a big no, spoon. You might be bigger or taller, but I'm the big spoon. But you're going to dress as Baby Yoda, and I'll dress as the Mandalorian? Or you want to dress as the Mandalorian, and I'll dress as Baby Yoda? There we go. That, that'll work. Right? Oh, my right. God. We're doing it. But the question, Nate, you gotta, you got to cross the whole continental continent to get over there. Yeah, i got to go back up through the mountains, right? So what I'll do, and then we'll take a jalapeno on a stick, and we'll call it JP. <laughs> On a stick. Hey, once again, uh, uh, Bob Tamara, thank you so much for coming to the show and giving us all the information about Operation Pegasus. For all our listeners out there, hey, uh, once we post this and we post all the links, please reshare this information. Tell your friends about it. Even if they live in the States, you never know. You might find somebody who's willing to make that trip, yep. just like Mike might be doing there. And uh, so... Uh, yeah, share the information. And Nate, anything else you want to put out to everyone? Yeah, actually, a couple things. First off, I want to apologize for being late. Um, I found out my new uh, toaster is not waterproof. <laughs> I was shocked. I was shocked. <laughs> okay. uh, secondly, I want to uh, thank everybody for tuning in. And also, I want to mention that um, there's a lot of conflict in the world right now. So just remember... Take care of those that are important to you. Reach out to people that you haven't spoken to in a little bit because there is no reason to be alive unless you can, one, deadlift, and two, reach out to people that matter to you because those people need to hear your voice. Just because no one checked on you today doesn't mean you can't provide that leadership and check in on those that matter to you. Absolutely. Perfect. What you got, Mike? 
I mean, I, it's hard to it's hard to follow those profound words. I mean, it, it's definitely um, reach out there. There's organizations. There's there's uh, like Operation Pegasus and anything else in most areas that support veterans. And it's really just reaching out and uh, being surrounded by like minded people. Um, so just get out there and find it. I mean, just don't don't take it and take it on don't take it on your own. And there's people out there that are willing to support and help. And uh, you just gotta you just gotta reach out. Open your eyes. Yep, and I can tell you from personal experience, locking yourself in your house and closing all the blinds and not looking outside at all and staying in your little, you know, your little living room and stuff like that, it's not going to help you at all. Trust me. Yeah. Trust me, I went through that. It's not going to help you. Reach out. Uh, you know, back in the day uh, when Mike, you know, joined the Army back in 1960, uh, you know, You couldn't do what we do now. You can send a text. You can do video calls and call someone and talk to them. Back in the day, you had to get in the car. Smoke signals. Or, yeah, you know, yes, yeah, smoke signals. Getting public transportation or whatever it was to go and see someone and see if they were okay. These days, it's so easy. Pick up the phone, do a FaceTime call. I try to do FaceTime because I see their reaction. I see their demeanor. And I know that, you know, if they're telling me they're okay, I can see in their face that they're not, you know. You But have an phone without telling me you have an Apple phone. Yeah. All right, I'll do a signal video call. <laughs> so, 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 anyways, no. So we got technology these days. We got no excuse not to reach out to people and and see how they're doing. So, like, like all the, everybody else said, go ahead and reach out. Uh, you can be saving a life today by just doing that. So, as soon as you stop this podcast in next few minutes, pick up the phone. And reach out to someone, at least one person today. Yeah, uh, some good idea for sure. All right, everyone. Well, thank you for uh, listening and tuning in uh, to VTSR. And remember, uh, whatever you do, do not. I say again, do not cash out. Right on. Thanks, uh, JP.